If this is the first time you're listening to how to succeed in evil, then none of what I'm about to say will matter. But if this is not your first consultation with Edwin Windsor and Associates, then there's a couple of things you should know. First, these stories are prequels to the novel How to Succeed in Evil. At the beginning of that book, Edwin Windsor has already had a long consulting career and is fed up with it, so he breaks bad. These stories are about that consulting career that drove him to that, and they have as absurd and varied a cast of superpowered characters as you might care to imagine. Had I been wiser or more skillful when I wrote the original How to Succeed in Evil, I would have written something more like this, but I was young and foolish and overambitious. It was my first novel, and I tried to do everything all at once, even things I didn't know how to do. I started writing How to Succeed in Evil in 2005. It's now 2020, and it's not too much of an exaggeration to say that it took me 15 years to figure out how to write this, in no small part because this is and wants to be an episodic story with a long, long arc. And I was trying to rush it. I didn't know enough about story or have the patience to sit down and plot the thing well. I was so excited. I just wanted to get it out. And in the end, I think I just made this whole process take longer. In this first story, Crazy Psycho Murder Tree, Topper is not yet Topper, but he becomes Topper, or at least takes a giant leap towards the Topper that you might know from the earlier stories in this very first episode. The other thing to mention is that the world has changed a great deal since I wrote the first How to Succeed in Evil. It is a strange and perhaps somewhat dangerous time to be writing satire. So if you are that sanctimonious kind of person who likes to find offense where none is intended, you are not welcome here. Go listen to something else. But if you are the kind of person who thinks that even beloved genres and sacred cows benefit from the occasional skewer and roast, pull up a chair and settle in. I have a story to tell you. You're listening to How to Succeed in Evil, Crazy Psycho Murder Tree. Chapter 1. Unstoppable. A tall man walked quietly across the tile floor. Before him, the pool, with its quiet lanes, was as still and immaculate as death. The faint hum of the lights bounced around the arch of the ceiling, but there was no other noise. Edwin Windsor was the first one here, and he had paid handsomely for the privilege of the solitude and silence of having the pool all to himself. He was neither lanky nor thin nor overly muscular. A tailor would say that he was of an ideal proportion. There was little fat on his frame, and in height he reached nearly seven feet. He was pale, with dark hair and piercing gray eyes. He lowered himself into the water gracefully and began to swim in a crawl that seemed effortless. Under the water, with the pool filters turned off for his morning laps, there was only the sound of his breath, the white noise of the strokes, and his thoughts. He moved through the water quickly, but nothing about him suggested strain. Lap after lap after lap, as if he might be able to continue this until the end of the world. His body seemed calm and composed, but inside his skull the furnace of his brain burned on. 
As he neared the end of the lane, he became aware of a figure standing at the end of the pool. He broke stroke and raised his head. I don't like to be disturbed, said Edwin. You have got to get a cell phone, said the man in the ill-fitting, flashy, double-breasted suit. We have an emergency. That would defeat the purpose of hiring people like you to deal with my emergencies, said Edwin. He's out of control, said Chad Elspeth, looking at his watch, then pulling out his cell phone. He's been drinking all night. Edwin asked, what set him off? Could be anything. He's crazy, said Chad with an unconvincing shrug. Come on, suit up. I got a car out front. In the dressing room, Edwin donned his suit as if it was the very armor of civility. And when he was done, he tugged his cuffs out of his jacket sleeves, made a final adjustment to his tie, buttoned the middle button on his suit jacket, and went forth to meet the day. In the back of the car, Chad spoke with a nervous energy, dangerously close to babbling. We gotta get him to hew to the deal, Eddie. He signed the paper. I mean, he doesn't know who's fucking with on this, does he? I mean, does he? Edwin silenced him with a raised hand. Are you certain you are ready for this? He asked. Yeah, yeah, big guy, no problem. I eat guys like this for breakfast. You are aware of what he is capable of. He's an idiot, a drooling, ham-fisted man-child. I'm not referring to his intellect. I'm fine. It's a negotiation. I'm the best at this. He doesn't know who he's fucking with. Besides, we hold all the cards, right? Said Chad in a way that sounded like he was trying to convince himself, but not quite managing to pull it off. We do, but holding the cards is not sufficient. One must also play them at the right time. There was silence in the car except for Chad's rapid breathing. Edwin looked over and saw the hideous cut of his cheap double-breasted suit heaving up and down. You know, said Edwin gently, I can recommend a good tailor. Your tailor? No good, buddy. Too old-fashioned. Takes more pep to play the game at my level, Eddie. Edwin winced at the Eddie. This is not a game worth playing. It is only a game worth winning. Loosen up, buddy, said Chad nervously. This is going to be fun. The car headed northwest, following a rail line, until it led home to a rail yard. At the gate, Chad rolled down the window and spoke with a round-faced security guard. Yeah, Chad Elspeth, Windsor and Associates. Thank God you're here. He's wrecking the whole yard. Now he's trying to get somebody to drive a train into him, and there's nothing we can do to stop him. Of course not, said Chad, but we'll handle him. The security guard gawked at Edwin, who was making Chad look like a dwarf in the back seat, and asked, Are you one of them superheroes? Edwin said, No, I'm a consultant, and motioned the driver to continue onward. As they pulled into the train yard, there was a tremendous crash. A crushed tanker car flew over the roundhouse building and slammed into the road in front of them. Ah, said Edwin, we found him. Thank you, driver. We'll walk from here. They got out of the car. Chad took a few nervous steps through the mud and the detritus of a working rail yard. My shoes, he muttered in despair. Edwin unfolded himself to his full height and advanced towards the chaos, caring more about his dignity than the survival of his shoes. Chad said, oh shit, the contract. He ducked back inside the car and opened up his briefcase. 
From a pocket, he grabbed a small vial of cocaine and spooned a hit into each nostril, sniffing violently and shuddering as the false confidence screamed into his bloodstream. When he saw the driver's eyes wide in the rearview mirror, he snapped, Do your job. Then he grabbed a thick contract and exited the vehicle. On the far side of the roadhouse, a large black man, dressed in black and red with a golden bull's horn necklace, lifted an intermodal cargo container and threw it twenty feet away. Before it hit the ground, he had started running and lowered his head. When he hit the container, it exploded, sending fragments of consumer electronics everywhere. He turned to the young girl who was filming him on her cell phone and bellowed, Unstoppable! She said, that's great, baby. Very powerful. You think you can give me another one? Everybody's going crazy for these online. I can keep this up all night and all day. From across the tracks, Edwin said, But is it advisable? Yo, 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 Windsor, did you come down here to check out my moves? Pointless destruction bores me, Clarence, said Edwin. My associate needs a word with you. Yo, Holmes, began Chad awkwardly. You're in breach of contract. Holmes? You don't get to call me Holmes, Chad. The girl snickered at Chad. Chad brandished the contract before him as if it was a talisman. You're in material breach of your agreement. Whatever, man. That's why I hired y'all. You handle the paperwork. Chad flipped through the contract furiously. Paragraph 13, and I quote, shall refrain from any criminal activity that is not directly linked to profit. Man, I'm just getting some exercise. Now stand back out the way. I'm going to blow through all these train cars. Chad planted himself on the tracks, directly between Unstoppable and the train cars. If you persist, you will be in breach of contract. Breach of contract? What is this bullshit? I hired you. He stopped and pointed at Edwin Windsor. I hired you to get me back in the NFL. That was a deal, yo. You in breach of contract. Chad said, You ran through three defensive linemen, blew them up on national television. How is I supposed to know I got powers? That gets you off in court, said Chad, but you're still the bad guy. Unstoppable's face fell. He said very quietly, I ain't no bad guy. Of course you are, Bull. Nobody else hires us. I ain't no bad guy, he said again, a tear running down his cheek. He lowered himself into a line crouch and then growled, You best get out of my way, white boy. You're not going to run me down. Come on, bro, you love me too much. You know you do. Come on, bull, you remember last night? This ain't no last night. This today. And I ain't your bro, brah. I'm unstoppable. Yeah, well, this is today. I'm an attorney and you're going to stop for me. Because you love me, bull. Unstoppable lunged forward and then blurred into motion. Chad said, no way, man, you're not a killer. And he opened his arms wide for a hug. Bring it on in, right in here, Chaddy's gotcha. But Unstoppable did not swerve. Chad stood his ground for a moment, his common sense fighting a battle with the coke buzz. When his common sense prevailed, he tried to dive out of the way, but it was too late. Unstoppable tried to slow, tried to step off the line, but his tremendous momentum carried him through the lawyer and Chad Elspeth liquefied into a red mist. Unstoppable skidded to a stop, tearing up the rails and railroad ties as he did. The girl screamed and fainted 
dead away. Oh, goddamn, I got some in my mouth. Why didn't he get out the way? With real sadness, Unstoppable added, He knew I don't got good breaks. That's why I'm called Unstoppable. Why, Chet? Why? His name was Chad, corrected Edwin. Unstoppable wiped some Chad from his face and turned to Edwin. We straight... Like, I, I'm sorry about your boy. I, I didn't mean to do that. Oh, you gotta be shitting your fancy pants. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Language. When they get that fancy, you call them trousers, right? I'm relieved. He had just reached the limits of his usefulness. Yeah, it's traumatic to fire folk. Gets you in the gut, doesn't it? Not at all. It just leaves loose ends. I prefer the tidiness of termination. You cold... Bad judgment notwithstanding, we do have a contract, said Edwin, nodding at the bloody, ruined wad of paper lying on the ground. I'm unstoppable. I'm this mighty force. Nobody can stand against me, and you fools expect me to go into the remodeling business? I want you to be of service to your fellow man by going into the most profitable business. Find me a better deal, Windsor. I ain't taking this one. I'll put it on the list, said Edwin right after finding a new attorney, and, he thought, a better class of clientele. If you like How to Succeed in Evil, you should support it by becoming a paid subscriber at patrickemaclean.substack.com. And if you do, I mean, for the paltry sum of $5 a month, you get to binge the rest of this story right now. I mean, that's a good deal, right? You not only get to satisfy your need for instant gratification, but you get to do so in a way that lets you feel good about yourself while you're doing it. So if you want to wait a week to get the next episode, that's fine. It'll be here right on schedule. But is it the most evil thing in the world to suggest that in these trying times, you deserve a little happiness? It's actually fairly evil. This is marketing, but you should still subscribe. 